Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. Featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your host, Sean X-Pac Wolfman. Welcome to X-Pac 12360, everyone. Just got back from WrestleMania weekend last night. Well, I guess it wasn't really just WrestleMania weekend, WrestleMania week. Um, I'm still I'm still decompressing. I'm a little worn out still. There's uh, a lot to decompress. Yeah. Huge weekend of wrestling. Yes. So, sorry I'm not a little bit more high energy. I'll probably, <laughs> uh, prob- how was that? Was that a little bit better? Yeah. yeah. pick up as the ball gets rolling. Yeah. Anyways, welcome to X-Pac 12360 right here on... The Jericho Network in association with Westwood One. Or is it the other way around? I think it's I, the other way around. Either way, right? Yeah. They know just happy to, to be with both. Yeah. And after Buzz TV. So, yeah, anyways, um, I just got back last night. Uh, I had an amazing trip. Um, Your flights two, were all good? Yeah. Okay. It was fine. I had to actually, no, they weren't. But that's, I mean, I had... I had a different airline on the way back, and there was issues with traveling with Lou. So WWE had to buy me another ticket and put me on a different airline. Really? What yeah. were the issues? They wanted me to have. They wanted me. I. It's just like there. Uh, the policy uh, was different for uh, service animals. Uh huh. So they didn't want to have you have her sitting with you on. the Well, plane. it's not that. It's just I didn't have what they needed, and I was already out of town. Like I can't go to a vet out of town and with a day's notice and you know so i was kind of stuck there unless they stuck there with lou unless they you know put me on a different airline same when i came in on american airlines you guys are the best thank you (laughs) shout out to american airlines (laughs) (laughs) how did you guys like this weekend there was so much wrestling though like i was literally just like so overwhelmed every single night something different but so much fun and a lot of chaos did you guys like new orleans I did this time. I've said this in the past, and I try not to say it in public because I don't want to hurt people from New Orleans' feelings. But I've always, well, I've since going there earlier, like you know, years ago, I've not been that big a fan of New Orleans, and and uh, I blamed it on the town. Instead of blaming it on my shitty attitude. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might not be the case because, okay, New Orleans was fun, right? Like, I loved all the wrestling part of it, but I did not like New Orleans, though. I went to Bourbon Street, and yeah. I was just like, God, I do not fit in here. I was just so out of place. Yeah. I couldn't find the food I wanted. It, it, it just didn't do it for me. And they actually have these, like... Well, well, okay, so Mar- like I'm we're skipping all around here That's fine. already, but like the day after main, I think Monday, Monday before um, before Maria Menounos, uh, 
Sam Roberts and Ron Funches <laughs> left picture. <laughs> before they before they left uh, to go home and get back to the real world. Uh, we all had lunch and we were walking around like Bourbon Street and you know uh, the French New Quarter, York. yeah, all that the French quarters. And there was actually like a trough on the side of the road that was full of piss. Like people just stopped oh. pissing it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was gross. It was so just disgusting. But. Like, there were so many cool things about New Orleans that I never experienced before. And so I understand where you're coming yeah. from, Denise, because that was how I experienced it. But there's way more to New Orleans than Bourbon Street at night, you know, with a bunch of people yeah. getting well, drunk and puking drunk. all I over saw each some other. some really bad stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> well, Denise, you don't drink, right? I don't drink. So, I don't smoke. I'm really boring. So, so yeah, there's nothing worse <laughs> than being around a bunch of people all yeah. messed up when right. you're not messed Bumping up. Bumping and grinding, plates on the floor. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. So anyway. I loved it. I had a blast. All right. First time being there. All right. Let's get on to like talk about some stuff people want to hear. <laughs> How about that? Well, WrestleCon. You guys were at WrestleCon. I'm jealous. Yeah. All three yeah. days. Yeah, but I had uh, I had some other things going on too. So, uh, okay, first day I was at WrestleCon. Friday, Friday, before the Hall of Fame. Yep, I wasn't there. Mark was with you. Mark, how was the first day of WrestleCon? Uh, excuse me, WrestleCon was amazing. We had uh, wonderful fans come up to join us. Thanks to that wrestling club, uh, we were sitting next to Mean Gene. Kevin Nash was there, and and uh, Al Snow and Collar Collar and Elbow. It was a, a wonderful setup, and it's amazing what sort of memorabilia fans bring to you, Sean. Like. Um, uh, I, I believe it was Friday. It might have been Saturday. We had a man bring you both the European Championship and the TNA, the original NWA TNA X Division Championship for you to sign. Yeah. It, it was wild. Yeah. That's not, I mean, I, those, that happens all the time, Marcus. You but got it, a lot of cool stuff from fans, though. Yeah. Like Gift wise, there was a fan, I think he was from Europe, that made these awesome collages. It had like you from all walks of your career, and there was an Xbox Six One Two Three Kid one, and then there was a Click one that had all the Click guys, and it yeah. was great. I, it's you awesome. still have those? Yeah, I have yeah, them they're pretty house. cool. Maybe we'll post them on on uh, on social media so you know everyone can see. Check them out. Yeah, what a good job that guy did, and how much work he put into that because that was a very time consuming. Yeah, people are still are probably right now going, "What? What are they talking about?" Anyways, yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate. It's I'm I'm really grateful to all the people that come up and say all the things they do and you know make us feel so good. I mean that those are those are the things that uh you know that are those are the good that's the good stuff. That's the stuff that uh once you get 30 years into the industry um that you can enjoy and I hope anyways I hope everyone that was there uh you know appearing there uh enjoyed it the way I did. I really enjoyed the interaction you have with your fans. You take the time to like spend time with each and every one of them. You don't care if the line's about to get cut off or how long they've waited. And you stand. You greet them. That's you right. look in their eyes. You said something. Uh, they're not coming for the 8 by 10s and the autographs. That's right. They might be coming to get that, but what they're paying for is the experience. That's right. And that really struck a chord with me. That's right. You can go online and buy... Signed eight by tens or whatever you want from just about anybody, and it's you know it's there's tons of that stuff out there. So that's not why they're there. I mean, yeah, they want that to, to bring home with them and and the selfie, but it's really uh, it's it's really the experience. That's how you make somebody feel. Yeah. 
Especially since it's WrestleMania weekend, you know, people travel all over the world. They don't want just like a basic experience. Like they want like a real, true experience. So everyone that I know that went to WrestleCon was like, man, it was crazy. You know, you have this person here right next to this other person. So it's a fun experience for everybody. Yeah. And I just, for me, uh, even if I'm having a bad day, if I show up and, and, you know, people come out, uh, and you know, I keep that in mind. It's about that experience for them and uh, making them happy. It makes me happy. It turns a, a shitty day into a good day for me. So uh, just talking about it right now kind of uh, makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> well, one of my favorite things happened when we were leaving WrestleCon and we were on our way out, and someone from Make a Wish had seen Sean and asked him if he had five minutes to come across the street. That there was a group of Make a Wish kids about to watch NXT Takeover. And Sean was like, absolutely. And we got to go over there and make their day. And just seeing how happy those kids were for not expecting that and having Xbox come in and one kid's like, one, two, three, kid, one, two, three, kid. And everyone's so excited. And then a room full of kids, like, on three, everybody, one, two, three, suck it. It was great. That's yeah. awesome. Amazing. Yeah, that's the first time I've done anything with Make a Wish in, in quite a while. Um, and, you know, you like the other times in the past, you know, you're mm-hmm. actually requested by somebody as their, their wish. dying wish, and that's so heavy, so heavy. I don't even want to get into that because, you know, that'll just make me start crying or whatever. So, uh, but what an honor it is! What an honor it is to be, uh, you know, to be asked to do that. And uh, you know, the thing is, is that guy from Make a Wish, he he actually said this. He goes, you know, I asked a couple of different people and some of them were kind of standoffish and i'm like here's the thing i i, I don't want to judge others or what they've got going on in their life but like if if somebody from make a wish says do you have five minutes to go meet uh meet some children i don't give a shit what you're doing you got you have somebody can wait whatever you have going on can wait go meet the kids you know, I mean, I, that's how I feel about it. So anyways, yeah, I think that's the way it should be for sure. Come on. Well, speaking of honor, then there was also the hall of fame, which is one of the biggest events that they had prior to obviously to WrestleMania mm. and takeover. Yeah. It was a long show. How did you guys think of it? <laughs> <laughs> but the highlight for me, besides the Jeff Jarrett, uh, induction was the great Malenko being inducted into the, what do they call it? The legacy the legacy, the legacy wing of the, the of the WWE Hall of Fame, and and uh, you know he's my teacher. I think people know anything about me know that, and um, obviously he was the father of Dean Malenko. Uh, it says in the program, the Hall of Fame program, that he trained myself and Norman Smiley. He also trained Kane, uh, and he had a hand in teaching a lot of guys like Ricky Steamboat, the Masked Superstar. Um, Oh gosh, tons of guys. So, um, anyways, I was You've so seen happy his for that. Definitely, yeah. Still today. And and here's the thing about the Hall of Fame. Vince McMahon used to tell everyone uh, up until the f- probably last year, "Hey, go out there and take all the time you want. Uh, this you know this might be the last time that you know you get a chance to do this." Or, you know, he would go. To, he would kind of give everyone that okay. speech. You know, and and guys would take him up on it. They definitely would. 
and that would make for some pretty long speeches. But uh, from what I'm told this this year, you know, guys were given like time limits, and obviously that didn't matter whatsoever because holy shit! I mean, and I'm happy for Hillbilly Jim, and I love him. Man, he's a super sweet guy. But come on, he killed the whole thing. He took all the the air out of the building. And he was like the second inductee, yes. too, so it was like right at the start yeah. of the show. Yeah. yeah, it's basically like, hey, I don't give a shit about anybody coming out after me. I'm getting my shit in, you know? And, and I just think that's selfish as F. What was weird, though, was, okay, so I was only there for about an hour, an hour and a half after the red carpet, and I was only able to see Hillbilly Jim and Ivory because yeah. of, like, how much time was taken up. But it was interesting, though, and it was, it was pretty adorable when uh, Hillbilly Jim was like, you know, I've been in the audience, and I know what it's like to be out there and watch someone ramble on for a really long time. I'm not going to do that to you guys. And everybody's like, okay, great. And then it went really long. 46 so minutes later. 46 minutes, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, so then that makes sense because i was there for an hour and a half and i just watched two yeah and then so like you know the people the main guys that were there to be inducted obviously goldberg was the main in that like he got screwed you know by the time he was out there half the pe- like a lot of the people had left and even some of the talent had to leave i mean you know i just felt really bad for those guys that were later on in the night you know, well, and the whole point of moving it to <clears throat> Friday instead of Saturday yeah. before Mania was to give people the time to recuperate, so they didn't have to be out mm. really late to then wake up really early for the biggest event of the year. Mm. And when people keep super long speeches, it really just doesn't change. <laughs> so, do you think that instead they should really, really enforce the time limit, or should they induct less people each year so that people can take up that half hour? A slot so they can talk about their careers. I and their just accolades. think maybe guys need to just stick to their time to their times. How about that? How hard is that? Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, it's not just a Hall of Fame induction. It's actually a t- an entertainment event to entertain people. Keyword being entertain. <laughs> yeah, once they started uh, televising it, they the production needed to change, and, and it hasn't really. They've definitely made it more of a show, adding the red carpet element, but um, I, I agree with you, Sean. Sometimes they, folks need to keep their time. I was – I loved Mark Henry's speech. It was, it was probably my favorite of the night. Yeah, it was, it was really good. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. But I also wanted to ask you, what was it like going down on the red carpet with Lula in her uh, in her in most her little, formal? In her and you red... were trending too. Your photo of you yeah. and Lula was everywhere. Little Lou with the red red sequin dress on, beautiful red dress. Yeah, Aww. and her uh, picture with uh, with Kevin Nash and I on the red carpet. I don't know if you saw that. Yes, we it did. All right, it's beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah. She, w- so when we sat down after that, we didn't stay long. We got up and then came back out for Jeff Jarrett. And look, hey, people can go, hey, what happened? You know, um, cut them some slack. And, you know, you know, if you ever get inducted, you probably take that long. Guarantee you I wouldn't take that long. Give me 10 minutes and I'm done. You hate talking. If I'm lucky, <laughs> if, I'm, if, if I'm fortunate enough to ever be inducted in, in the Hall of Fame, I can promise each and every one of you out there, you will not... Be bored and uh, tired of listening to my speech because it will be nice and concise in the spirit of brevity. That's awesome. Yes. Well, another event. Oh, that one, was on oh, oh yeah, real quick. So, uh, <laughs> so um, I took I took Maria up to a gorilla position, and we um, uh, after 
Triple H and and uh, and Steph versus Ronda and, and Kurt Angle, and so we were up there just talking and congratulating them on what a Amazing incredible match. performance that was. Show stealing, match. yeah, and and so Hillbilly is sitting right behind me, and uh, and I forgot he was sitting behind me, and I I I look over, I I turn my head to Hunter, I go. Who told Hillbilly Jim to go Broadway the other night? <laughs> and and Paul started laughing. He like went like that and was just kind of. I said, "Oh yeah, I forgot he was behind us." I was like, "I don't give a shit." He was. I was selfish. Did he hear? No. I no. I don't think so. And and he's such a sweet guy. I need to stop talking about that. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying. But it like was it was bullshit. adorable. It was bullshit. Well, speaking of, I guess, like, non-bullshit, which, oh, Access. Access was a lot of fun, and you were there signing. Yeah. How was that? Well, I was just there, um, I was just there on Saturday morning from 9 to 12, which actually was, like, like 10 10 to 12. 12. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, Jimbo, you were there with me. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, Sean kind of missed the bus, so then him and Daniel Bryan got to take a personal car together over to Access, and then... Kevin Nash was supposed to be signing, but I think he had a bit of a late night. So it was no. Just what Sean. happens? What, what happened with Kev was uh, he had he had uh, the shenanigans. Party, the shenanigans right? party, and he was up on on his feet too much, and his Ooh, knee got all swollen yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because he couldn't make Raw twenty five because he had just had right. the surgery. Yeah. So he said, "Everybody will see me at Mania." That makes sense. And he looked great. Yeah, he did, and he was standing all day at WrestleCon too. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I don't blame him. Yeah, so definitely a lot on his knees. But, you know, Access was really cool, though. Um, they had a lot of really fun exhibits. They had the ECW entrance. They had this really cool photo mm-hmm. op where you can go inside of a tomb, uh, a, a casket uh, for The Undertaker. They had all the memorabilia. There was a lot going on, Superstar entrance. So I think this was, like, a really, really good Access. The only thing I did notice was that a lot of people were waiting for a really long time for whoever to come out. So I know some people waited some, some lengthy hours to get their autographs from whoever oh, they wanted. God, yeah, that's the thing is people stand in those lines. That's why Jimbo. I don't know if you if you saw this or not, but we got down towards the end and there was still quite a few people there. And I'm like, unless there's someone else to come take their take my place, uh, I'm staying until until everyone gets one. Yeah. You know, they're not going to stand in line and then go, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. He's, you know, it's 12 o'clock. He's got to go. Well, Don't work that way for me. And that was super cool of you because the, the representative told everyone, like, hey, at noon, he's gone, guys. Yeah. And you were like, no, I'll sign all of you. Yeah. Like, you waited for me. That's well, how it works. Everyone gets one. If, if you show up, you get one. There's quite a uh, crazy group of people there to get autographs. At one point, there were... Four guys that probably had eight replica belts for each of them that were like, we're the belt crew. The belt kings or <laughs> the something. Belt, yeah. Yeah. Like, they were they awesome. had more belts than Ultimo Dragon and Great Sasuke put together. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. There were some people that I was li- over listening to, and they were saying that they stood in line for like two hours, two and a half hours for The Miz. Yeah. And right when it was their turn, they took The Miz out and switched them with R-Truth. And they were like huh, raving. Yeah. Those, guys, those fans, they were so mad. And I was just like, wow, that is insane. I think there should be like maybe like a... I don't know, a tighter That's cut right. off or something. Because yes. I did feel bad for those guys and they were they were pissed. I don't blame them. Yeah. And I love our troop, but like it's uh, it's who you get in line to see. Not I mean it doesn't matter the guy could be a big deal or whatever, but it's not the guy that you got in line to see. Yeah. It's different for everybody. So yep. so but we're I mean, 
Access was on Saturday, but we, you know, um, Friday we still we had takeover on Friday. No takeover. No was takeovers Saturday. on Saturday. Oh yeah. yeah. So you did. You went from Access to Hall of Fame to no. I went no, from I, Access. Sorry, to, WrestleCon to Hall of Fame to Access to WrestleCon to Takeover. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just constantly in motion. What signing are we at? Where are we going? Which is something I brought up to somebody else because wrestlers like you were doing Access and WrestleCon. What if they forgot which one they were going to and then they didn't bring merchandise? You know, like, oh, uh, man, we're at this one. Oh, I forgot mm. my T-shirts. Oh, we need to go here. Oh, no. Like, oh, I showed up at the wrong building. <laughs> like, my signing isn't until noon here. So. Yeah, anyone that's doing Access, probably if they're doing WrestleCon, too, they got all that, yeah. all the bases covered. Okay. It's people that have to do everything themselves and they're like, you know, you know, they, they bring their own merch everywhere. I mean, that's, I can get tricky, but. Anyways, people don't want to hear me talk about that. Well, so TakeOver. <laughs> yeah. Then we head to TakeOver after WrestleCon. What did you think of TakeOver? Best show of the... I mean, pure wrestling-wise, it was the best show of the uh, of the week. Yeah? Yeah. Any match specifically that you thought was better than any others? Mm, well, obviously Gargano and Ciampa. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Ciampa. Yeah. <laughs> It's very Italian. Very yeah. Italian. I could tell you, like, it, we could watch it back and I could sh- pick out little things that I think could have been done better. But that is what you call serious nitpicking on something that was such a, 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 a work of art. It there was, was beautiful. There's an amazing moment sitting in that crowd <clears throat> where uh, we finally got the payoff of the exposed pavement. And uh, the power bomb to the pavement. We felt it on the gr- like we felt yeah. it yards away. It was it was disgusting. Yeah. But um, I, I, Sean, did you go back and watch the the entirety of the ladder match? I did. Yeah. yeah. So did I. I, dear God, those men put their body on the line. Their all of their bodies on the line, and it it's one of the the strongest multi man ladder matches that I've <clears throat> that I've seen in a while. The thing is, is we didn't get there in time for to for the. Uh... To watch the whole thing. To watch person. the whole ladder match. Yeah. I mean, it was on when, when I left the hotel room. Mm-hmm. And when we got to the building, it was still going on, I think. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, so I mean, that like was a long-ass match, right? Yeah, it was pretty long. I think it was 20, 25 by yeah. the end of it. Yeah, and, 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 and being on first, um, and, and it, was, it was a hell of a match. Uh, my like honestly though, my favorite, my personal favorite, and I'm not saying it's necessarily the the best match on the show or anything like that. But my personal favorite, for a couple of reasons, was uh, Shayna Baszler winning the NXT Women's Title. That was brutal. It uh, was a wonder. It was a wonderfully told story, and it was an excellent wrestling match. Agreed. And uh, and Shayna Baszler is. I'm a huge fan of hers. I'm not. I just. I think she's fantastic. Um. She knows how to be a villain, uh, and, and she's—I mean, there's the authenticity, and like you know, she can hurt somebody. Yeah, she's when, got those killer vibes that yeah. you, that you—they they can't be taught. Yeah, when she was trying to pop her shoulder back by running it against the the post, she grabbing her own hair to to clinch the the submission in extra tight. Yes, it was just going that extra mile and and being able to put yourself through that pain to put somebody else through even more pain. Yeah. It was a great story. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, I really liked, um, I really liked the uh, the the NXT title match. 
Alistair oh, Black. Oh, Alistair yeah. Black. And Andra the Cien Almas. Yeah. What, a, what it, an ending. It just seemed like... I guess they're maybe going to bring him up, bring Andra, Andrade up to the main roster. But, man, I'd like to see him stay there a little longer, and I would have liked to have seen him hold on to the title. Just, just me. And I thought the match it was excellent, but I thought that uh, I thought that they were getting ahead of themselves a little too much out there in a lot of that match. Yeah, they need to slow down a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. 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 So, they need to stay in the moment, everyone, when we're having matches out there. And so, I know it's difficult sometimes. Well, what do you mean by stay in the moment? We've got to concentrate on what you're doing right now. Okay. Stay in the moment. Not, okay, what spot is next or the next one. Don't worry. When you get there, that spot will be there. And you'll you'll remember it. You know, like, I mean, we you, you can tell when somebody's not, um, and it was an excellent match. I'm just like, these are things that I noticed. And that's why people are listening to me, because they want to hear me talk about that. Exactly. So. Um, something I was really impressed with was Lars and Killian Dane in the ladder match. Yeah. And for being two bigger guys that normally wouldn't be in a ladder match, I, I felt they held their own. And Lars really impressed me. I totally see everything you say about that guy's money yeah. he is he is someone that is going to be a great like star in wwe but could also be a huge star in wwe studios and in their films because he just has that villainous look like he could be your next james bond villain easily yeah he has yeah. a really unique look for sure for sure yeah. I love oh I, and you know speaking of um you know the nxt title match and andrade and and uh selena vega mm-hmm. selena vega yeah yeah <clears throat> Boy, I love that combo together. They're such a good package together. And, they, like, uh, the stuff she was involved in was was just, I I thought was was damn near perfectly uh, executed. Some of the best manager stuff yeah. that, that's been in a long yeah. time. Yeah, long, Big long time. Yeah, yeah, she's 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 got character every time she gets in she she comes out, she does her stuff and the thing is that she's just not like any other manager where they kind of blend in, they do the I guess you can say the routine stuff, you yeah. know? But she comes out and she's just this force that is so like I like to call it the the Latina, you know, power sort of thing. So I'm yeah. just like she's got it. She knows what she's doing. I'm proud. She captures yeah. your eye. She yeah, no, she she has it. Her. Yeah, she definitely has it. How about that what was it a three-way tag? Wasn't that next? Yeah, the three-way tag was in the middle of the show. Yeah. It was Adam Cole pulling double duty with uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne and the authors of P- Pain for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Yeah. And and uh, and so Ro- Roddy, he turned yeah. on, on Pete, Pete Dunne. Dunne. And was that anyone see that coming? Uh, I and didn't joined see the, And joined the, uh, the Undisputed, the undisputed Era. era. I didn't see it coming, but it makes total sense when it happened. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as it happened, it was like, oh, yeah. And especially when he puts the armband on. It was great. Yeah. I loved it. And even talking to Roddy in the elevator afterwards, like, congratulations, man. And he was so happy because now he gets to be a bad guy, which he feels is, like, his best suit yeah. and where his performance really shines, which is great. The one thing, and, and this isn't, I'm not speaking about just this tag match, but I'm speaking about overall. The one thing I think a lot of the guys, just about everyone, can improve on are, are there are a lot of missed opportunities out there that I see that maybe a lot of people don't. And as far as when to fire up and keep the people in the match, because 
as great as the matches were, you could hear the crowd die out in between stuff a lot of the time. You know what I mean, Jimbo? Yeah. There, there was a lot of silence between moments, to be yes. sure. Yes, and if you do it right, there doesn't have to be. You just have to keep that. You got to let the people, and you got to you. It, I like know you were I, saying about being in the moment. Yes, and you also, and 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 you have to be. There's also a thing about hearing the people when you're in there, and there's a lot of a lot of perform a lot of uh, talent just can't hear them out there when they're in there. They're just. They can't hear if whether the people are are making noise or not. They're just doing their thing. Are they too much in the zone? I, they're, and they're that's just something it out? that it's just something that because our because of our nerves and because we're concentrating and focusing on things, it's hard to for a lot of people to also take time to be mindful of of that that part, the crowd reaction. Is that something that you learned over your years? Yes. That one one time it just clicked, and now you. You get it all the time, which is why you can see things that other people don't. Yeah, it just comes with time and being told to actually take the time and listen. And and just that that's even a thing. Hey, listen to the people. You know, yeah. some people don't hear them ever. And I and uh, and I there might be some people listening right now going, huh, what's he talking about? But it, it's it's hugely important. Hugely important, especially for you know, for really uh being able to 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 draw money, and not just have matches where people go ooh at spots, and then die off, and then and then the crowd dies down until another cool thing happens, and then they go oh, and then back down to nothing. Yeah. When you have a match, uh, it's like starting a car, and once the car gets start, you don't want the car to stall. And when the bottom falls out of the crowd, that's the same as the car stalling. It always at least needs to be idling, which means there should always be a buzz and some noise. I could definitely hear the difference when, uh, by the time we got to Sunday, by the time we got to WrestleMania, there was just a constant sort of roar throughout the crowd, whether it was low or hot or high or whatever. I, I definitely heard the difference. Between on, the on a lot of the stuff, but even in WrestleMania, there yeah. were some matches sure, where sure. the crowd died off like that. It was just a little more consistent. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's all about just like letting the people in, you know, like at, there's different times when you need to like, just even a, 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 gl- a glance at the people will get them to come. Come up. Like, I don't mean come, come. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, just playing off of the crowd yeah. and kind of using their yeah. their energy and transferring it to and from so that it can connect. And you, I guess you can say be well pieced together. And, whatnot. and I guess, you know, for guys, it does take like time, experience, working with different crowds, getting the different vibes. And, you know, all of that, all of that stuff comes into one package. It, all, it just also like, I, it's not something that most people figure out on their own. It's something that, you know, somebody else kind of has to smarten you up to a lot of the time. I think of Adam Cole. Hearing you say this, it makes me think of Adam Cole and just like his facials and his Adam Cole, baby. And constantly like, where are they? Are they with us? Well, let's do something to get them right back where we need them to be. There, There are times when Adam Cole just says stuff in the middle of a match. And the camera picks it up, and it's perfect. Like um, last week's NXT on the go home when Ricochet debuted, uh, he did like his backflip and superhero pose in the ring, and it looked like Adam Cole said, "Why did you do that?" Or, or in his match against Aleister Black, when uh, when Black dropped the kendo stick, and he went, "You are so dead." It's just stuff that's present 
and and in the moment that that brings me as an audience member on TV a little bit further into it. I enjoyed Adam Cole's match with uh, with Alistair Black better than the Andrade match. Yeah, personally, and uh, and I I just think that. Mm, I don't know. Let's go on to something. Well, I, I, I wanted to ask you before we, before we got off of TakeOver, was there anybody that you got to see at TakeOver that you hadn't previously had an opportunity to talk to before? Mm, I don't know. Is there, Marcus? Well, I, I, you were talking to Adam Cole. You yeah. were talking to Alistair. Yeah. Um, and, and you were in uh, Gorilla for the for the title match. I don't know if there's anybody. I was sitting there watching that with Sean and, and, and Triple H and yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah, listening to what they had to say, but I'm not going to share that with Sounds everyone. great, then let's move on to WrestleMania. <laughs> well, WrestleMania was... I just don't think it's right. No. Sure, sure. No, yeah. of course, of course. So Absolutely. maybe I shouldn't even have said that. <laughs> now we're all just going to be left with our imaginations. Right? Yeah. Well, that's better. Well, yes. one thing that WrestleMania was seven hours, so much stuff happened, yeah. so many newsworthy stuff, a lot of, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. What did you guys think of the show overall? I didn't think it felt as long as I thought it would. I thought by like I'd I'd be like, oh man, is it over yet? But I was into it the entire time, so Agreed. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, but you didn't. You weren't there the whole time. No, we were there from. We only missed the first battle royal. We were there from then on. Really? Yeah. And that was seven hours or six six hours at least it huh. was uh, 4 p.m to 7 p.m i'm sorry 4 p.m to 11 p.m and the doors opened at 2 30 so people were there like an hour an hour and a half two hours no, we, before the actual pre-show we didn't Ooh. get there till till five no, something we, we, we were in the middle of the the men's battle royal we we had we saw people uh lining up well and i got a text i was supposed to sit with maria out at ringside and um and i got a text from her Telling me thanks for standing me up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know, like, I thought I was going to meet her in catering, and and then, but then when I found that out, I went out and sat with her, and with Lou. Lou went out and sat in the crowd in the second row behind the announcers. So people could see us on there. Amazing. Oh yeah, you That's could so see good. me and Maria, and like you couldn't see Lou. How are fans in the crowd next to you? Are they cool? Or are they trying to get pictures and autographs and stuff? Uh, there was this one guy. He was st- he was standing behind Maria and I, and he was so drunk, loud, and obnoxious. And uh, oh, and he was whenever he would yell out something, he would he would oh god, he was so obnoxious. And like he kept like touching, you know, touching me, and like I could feel the spit hitting the back of my neck and. I almost said something to him one time, almost, but I just kind of, alrighty then. So, uh, but uh, people, Mario Lopez was sitting sitting to our left. (laughs) No one was bugging Aces later though. No, and uh, and um, uh, Seth Green was sitting sitting uh, to our left, and uh, Matt Cohen, who is uh, who's the guy that does the. Rabbit Ears podcast with oh, Macaulay Culkin. Okay. Yeah. Um, where we were sitting, we had uh, JJ. Was he the one that won the Warrior Award? Jarius. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we're, JJ. We were in the elevator with him. Don't and... you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare tell this story. Tell now I need to hear the story. Um, and he was in this lovely black suit. And we're like, you look amazing, man. I hope you look as, or you feel as good as you look. And he's like, I do. And then can I, can I, yeah, you can finish this part yeah. of the story. So I was like, man, I wish I could look as good as you someday. And he was, maybe if you fix your collar, you might. 
And, and to which I was just like, nobody told me my damn collar was messed up, son of a bitch. Uh, good thing you didn't have those flip-flops on, Marcus. Yeah, good thing. And the whole elevator Marcus, just... I'm always messing with the flip-flop. Roars. Marcus, you look good. Thanks, man. You I look sharp, man. I want to make sure to look the part when we were there. Thank you. Roared in laughter. And then we realized after we got off the, air, or after we got off the elevator that that's who it was. So that was really funny. And then, like, mm. uh, Velvet Sky and the rest of the Dudley's family were in front of us. And, yeah, it was a good spot. We had great seats. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was um, fun. So I uh, I went out and finally sat with Maria for the the Intercontinental th- three-way. three-way. Yeah, so I was out there for that. I was out there for Charlotte and Asuka, which was amazing. The the Charlotte's entrance is my favorite entrance maybe ever so far right now. Yeah, it's really good, and especially her wardrobe. It's always yeah. so grand. Like, you know oh, you're going to get yeah. a good entrance from Charlotte. Did yeah. you see the pyro that didn't go off when she came out that went off after she got to the ring? You know what? I didn't notice that. It's I good. don't know why. Maybe I was distracted, but I didn't, know, I didn't catch the that. shit out of Lou. Yeah? Yeah. Aw. Just the yeah. pyro in general? Yeah. Aw. Yeah. So were you guys surprised that Oscar's streak was... Ended. Oh, uh, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised because there had to be a winner or a loser, and either they're, they're both worthy. Yeah. And uh, and that I just I was surprised that um, that both of the Japanese people lost because I, I was thinking either either Asuka's going to win or, or Shinsuke's going to win. Neither one of them did. So, yeah. do you guys want to jump into that? Actually, the Shinsuke aging match because there was so much. I guess you can say. Different opinions on how this went down. And I guess, what did you guys think? I thought it was great. I think the problem that a lot of fans have was some might have went back and watched their match from New Japan and expected that exact match, but on WrestleMania, and they didn't get that. And looking at the time, I thought they were going to let them go like 40 minutes. But that didn't happen. I really enjoyed it. And at the end with the low blow, I think that was the best thing they could have done. I just wish that that match would have been put in the main event because that would have been a great way to go back to, like, the Monday Night War style where, oh, God, who's in the limbo? We'll see you next week. Like, oh, man, he just low blowed AJ. Tune in to see what's going to happen on SmackDown instead Uh, of everyone being upset about the beach balls and Yeah, but that's here's the thing. That's not – they weren't expecting the beach balls, and they weren't – they weren't expecting all that. It was, on paper, it was the right decision, I I think. Even though in hindsight, the actual match that probably would have done uh, better to go on last would have been uh, Ronda and Kurt versus oh, Paul and yeah. uh, Steph. I, I think that that would have been a great way to have the the start of like women being in the main event of a WrestleMania. So, yeah, I would like to see, and this is why I, I'm not sure, and I'm skipping around here because Charlotte lost the title to Carmella. Yeah, on SmackDown. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I, I think it was don't. more like she had the money in bank. When is it going to happen? When is she going to cash it in? People are, are waiting for it. Let's just do it, sort of thing. That's kind of like the vibe I got from that. I think that's a waste. Though. It's a waste. Yeah, and and the thing is, is they need to get that belt back on Charlotte, and they need to build. Well, they. In my opinion, this is what I would do. I would, I would, uh, I would have Ronda versus Charlotte at next year's WrestleMania, and maybe even the main event. 
I almost felt like when I was watching the show, I felt like that's what they were working up to because you know they have Charlotte and Oscar Streak, so already she's you can say the better woman, and you know she's so athletic, she has all of it, you know she's WWE's girl, so why not put her up against Ronda? Like you would have these two women that are both you know badasses yeah. in their own respect go head to head like. Besides Charlotte, other than Asuka, I can't I can't think of any other girl that would be on par were to have that match with Ronda, especially after so okay, so the Ronda so the tag team match, I was gonna be that person that was like prior to that I was like, you know what, Ronda's probably not gonna do that great. She came out and oh my god, she was so amazing. I was like, I cannot say one bad thing about Rhonda because she went out there and she killed it. She ran she ran the ropes better than most of the women there. She went out there and I think this was the the best match or one of the most memorable matches of the night, which just wasn't what I was expecting. I thought I was gonna say in AJ Shinsuke, but it wasn't the case. It was this match, and I think that they just killed it. It was the best match. Because as far as I'm concerned, the best match is the match that gets the biggest crowd reaction and the, that makes the people the happiest. And that one did it. Yeah. When I mean, yes. she was throwing those punches to Triple H, oh my yes. God, the crowd just lost it. Like, she just had the speed to throw those strikes. She was, it was incredible. Like, she really went out there and she was like, you know what? Forget all of you guys who doubted me. I'm Ronda Rousey. Yeah. I'm going to do what I was hired to do. Yeah, the whole, let's just talk about the whole match. Like, the the the, the entrances. The entrances were, yeah. her, her her gear with the Piper look and then taking it off yeah. and she's got her MME, MMA gear underneath. That was fantastic. I like the fact that she wraps her wrist, but she doesn't wear gloves. So it gives it that feel of, like, I'm out, I'm out here to fight, but it's not to, like, the Brock Lesnar, oh, I wear MMA gloves to the ring. Um I think they got what you were saying earlier about being in the moment and not worrying about spots ahead. Right. They that was I was in, so invested in that entire match. Up in like when she picked up uh, Triple H for the Death Valley Driver, everyone was like, "Oh my god!" And the way she got into it was so. And cool. that was all her. I was talking to because after like I, I just told you afterwards, I told you a little bit ago after after the match, Maria and I went up there and and in the gorilla position and congratulated. I'm going to talk to them about that. Uh, Paul was telling me that, that she just hoisted him up there. That was all her. And I'm like, I was, I, I, I said, hey, uh, think Stephanie left, left uh, Rhonda hanging with you on, your, on her shoulders for long enough? <laughs> and he was like, was it a little too long? We did that on purpose. Like, she was fine with me because she, she held me up there for five minutes when we were practicing all this. So... Well, what was Rhonda's reaction like afterwards when she came out through the gorilla position? What was her like emotion? I got we got back because we were sitting in the crowd for that. So by the time we got up there, Rhonda was already gone. So only Steph and, and Paul were up there because obviously they have other things to do. I thought you could see show. it on Rhonda's face by the time uh, once the bell rang and, and she was hugging Kurt and they were celebrating. You could see the change of like popping out of match mode and just. Pre, pre-match and post-match, she was just the happiest person in the world. I think this. I think things turning out the way they did. Maybe, um, you know, the best. Well, I mean, I'm just going by what she said. She said that like this changed everything for her, as far as her outlook on everything, how she feels about things, and like how she looks at like her losses in MMA now, and uh, and you just need. Uh, in life, period, like we need to have 
the incremental wins in our life to keep us like, uh, you know, in a positive state of mind and pushing forward. Yeah. So that was definitely a huge win that she needed in in her life. And, and it was huge. And I, like, I don't honestly think that it could have been any better. It really couldn't have. I mean, I I mean, I can't imagine it anyways. It was an amazing payoff from their first confrontation at WrestleMania 31. Oh yeah. And, uh, and I talked to Rhonda the other night for a long time and like, she's just, just, you can just see it and, and, and hear it in her voice, like the, the relief and, and, uh, and just how much, you know, how much she, how happy she is. I mean, she's legit happy. Just, and, and she was just hanging out at Raw the other night after she was done with her segment. She was done for the night, but just like the rest of the talent, she stood, she stayed, stayed around and watched the rest of the show. That's, that's awesome. great. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. Um, so what did you guys think about the main event, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns? I was pissed uh, that the fans were just being, like, not even giving tired? it a chance. They didn't yeah. even want to give it a chance, yeah. which was driving me nuts. And we had a fan behind us that was this rowdy and obnoxious, and I don't know if he was drunk, but he was definitely spitting all over the back of my neck. <laughs> well, that's um, what happens when you don't have your first row of teeth. Uh, it was frustrating to me that they would be so loud and rowdy and not in a positive way that like just leave if you're not going to enjoy this don't ruin it for everyone else yeah i it was a pretty damn good match too that's the thing i like watching it um i i i thought it was a really good match it's it just wasn't given a chance and i mean we could go into the reasons why but i just Definitely, uh, I really like Roman Reigns. Like he's really, like, besides, you know, not talking about the uh, the, the in ring stuff. He's just a, he's a really good guy. He really is, and I feel and, it, and I feel really bad for him because like a lot of this isn't his fault, in my opinion. I just think it, it's been mishandled. Yeah. You know, so being in the crowd for this match, like, you know, obviously you want to pay attention. You want to, you know, watch the match. And I can tell that, you know, good things were happening in this match. I was like, oh, you can tell, like, this is a good match. But because there were so many other things going on with the beach ball, the chance, it was so hard to completely stay focused where, like, you would look around, see what the fans were doing. There's a fight over there. There's a beach ball over there. That when, and I think I, that most of the crowd, when they would get distracted and then go back to the match, they, it wasn't all pieced together, so they you know, couldn't get fully into the match. Here's the thing. You were in the building, right? Yeah. So you know that. But if you st- did you watch the match back? No, but I did I get did. a text saying that if you watch it in mute, it is a great match without yes. the crowd. Even even with the crowd, because a lot of it you can't really tell what the noise is or what's being said, um, and with the commentary and everything, it, it just uh, and and also with the way with the shots they were taking, you you can't tell there's beach balls flying around or any of that. Only in the only in mm-hmm. in the building. That's what I wanted to say that I wanted to compliment the production team because once the, all of the shenanigans in the arena started, um, the, they kept it really tight. Even when they were on wide shots trying to get Brock and Roman in the same thing, um, it was still like just the top of Brock's head and like the bottom of the apron. Uh, really good production. And like you said, just reactions and even like some of the booze from beach balls getting popped fit in with the story that was being told on the screen. So ultimately, I think... 
on screen it's going to live as a as a better match than folks that were the quote a better match than folks thought live yeah. yeah there was one particular moment that so to the right side of the arena there was some guy was getting kicked out and mind you not like i took the moment to look around and see that everybody's attention was over there because it, the crowd was Channing. like, you deserve it. You, did you nah, catch nah, that? Goodbye. Yeah, they were kicking him out and it ended up just taking away from the mo- from the main event. And I took a moment and I was like, wow, everybody, even myself, we're looking over there mm-hmm. when the WrestleMania event, WrestleMania main event is going on right there. Yeah. So like, even if you wanted to get into the match, like it was just, it, it, was it, didn't, it didn't connect. It was hard. It's the same as when, like a fight breaks out in the crowd while you're trying to have a match. Whatever you're doing in the ring is a waste of time at that point. So anytime that will happen, like any of us that know, actually know what we're doing, we, we save it until the you know until all that shit's over with in the crowd. So I mean, I had a match. I was in uh, a WWE title match with Rock. I think it was from Nassau Coliseum or Meadowlands or something. Anyways, it was on Raw. And uh, and a fight broke out in the crowd, and uh, it, so we just kind of uh, we just stalled until it was done. And, and and on TV, you couldn't tell it was a fight going on. You could just you just thought you know people were were you know going off in the building, you know. So yeah, yeah. I think overall for the entire mania, it was a good mania. There was a lot of there was a lot of good moments. Pro- it probably personally wasn't my favorite mania or my favorite WrestleMania that I've attended, but it was a good show though. But no, are we gonna not talk about um, Undertaker talk- and Cena? Oh, oh cool. yeah. come on, guys! So amazing. Well, Elias coming out and being like, "Do you expect someone else?" was great. That was awesome. And yeah. then Cena beating him. And kind of lingering around, and I turned to Mark. I'm like, Undertaker's not here until you hear the gong. And when we heard the gong, I jumped out of my seat. I lost it. It was so good. So did you not expect it? Like, did you were you one of those people that didn't think it was going to happen? I wasn't sure. I I didn't know. Oh, I knew. Yeah. Then well, it worked. Yeah, well, I knew. I mean, I kind of um, knew it was going to be short too. My my favorite thing was John. Uh, you know, there is silence. Silence. He beat up Elias. Elias is on the ground. And then he hears his music play, and he has sort of the realization of, oh, well, I guess the segment's over, and starts walking up the ramp. I, I love that just realization of, oh, wow, that was it. That's all that I've got. Well, I guess I'll go. I, I, really, I really loved John in this segment. I really did. Yeah. So I think one of the cool things about this match, though, was that when when it happened, because I, I had a feeling like it has to happen, right? So when it actually went down and it was a faster match than anyone expected, when the pin happened, I was like, okay, I, I felt that coming. Okay, great. But then afterwards, like, people were probably, like, not, like, I guess you can say as thrilled with it. But either way, people, like, saw it, watched it. Okay, great. It was, it, it was there. It was good. You know, I think it did what it's told. What I liked about it was that, to me, what it told was that, you know, John Cena's been out here. He's been saying all this stuff about The Undertaker all of these weeks, calling him out, saying that he doesn't have the balls to come out and, you know, whatever. And then The Undertaker comes out and basically, like, ends him in a few minutes. So Suck on that. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. you spent all this time talking about me, but you weren't ready for me. Yeah. So who knows what this will lead to, but... um that's what I did like about this one, though, for sure. Yeah, and so I talked to I, saw, I talked to Taker afterwards, and he was he was a lot. I I was like, Taker, I knew you weren't done last year. I just knew it, and you know he was just like, yeah, I was a little pride. 
I should have I should have uh, sucked up my pride and had the had the work done, you know, on his hip that he had done since then, because he moved around pretty damn good in there. Oh yeah, he looked great. Yeah. So I mean, I was telling, I was like, man, Mark, if if you want to hang it up on this one, it's not a bad one to do it. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's good to go now for a minute. They've already announced that he's going to be a part of the greatest Royal Rumble. He's going to be taking yeah. on Rusev in a casket match. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's good. That'll be a good match. To be a good be show. Good. Yeah, great for Rusev. It was nice to um, it was nice to see Mark out there uh, uh, feeling good about himself. It, it was. I love Mark. I mean, I've known him for a long, long time. And if you watch the WWE 24 about Rod 25, you would see our interaction on there. That was really cool. Be checking that out today. Yeah, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> everyone on my team that didn't watch that. Hey, let's talk about WrestleMania some more. Right. Uh, Sean, I wanted to know what you thought about the reveal of Braun Strowman's tag team partner as a fourth grader in the crowd named Nicholas. What did you think about that whole segment? I thought it was great. I enjoyed it. The people enjoyed it. Uh, I know some people... I shouldn't say the people like as in all the people, but because I, I did read some people complaining about it. Uh, but what to me that was as good of uh, a good of partner for him as as anyone um, available. It played with the story well because that, he said he didn't not, want I'm a sorry. partner. I'm sorry, that's I probably didn't put that the right way. There are there are people that like. I think a lot of us thought of, oh, who's his partner going to be? Oh, maybe it's going to be Hogan. Maybe it's going to be this person. But in the absence of any of those choices, I thought that was a great choice. It, I mean, because if they use someone that was already on the roster, whoop de do. Because then think about it from from a kid's perspective. Watching that is like, maybe I could be uh, – like, I think it, it reignites the fire in, in the young fans or ignites some new fans going, wait, he just picked somebody from the crowd? Yeah. I, I I love it, and I just I want to take my hats off to to Sheamus and and Cesaro for going out there and being pros about that because you know that wasn't like looking at from their perspective that wasn't like uh, an ideal situation for them because uh, they worked hard you know for the, and they've and they've been a great team and I really love I I like everything about uh, what they're doing I love their entrance. Um, and that, but they had to suck it up on this one. And I feel real like this one thing I feel bad about. Um, when I, I saw Seamus later on in the evening, and oh god, I cringed after I did this because he was heading upstairs and uh, you know, he said goodbye to me. And you know, how kind of you say things like this, and well, I don't know about you, but people do. And oh, I've never been one of these guys, and I was. I, it just kind of came out. I was like, oh, you know, good night, Shane. was like, hey, man, great stuff tonight. And then he, he kind of tried to say thank you, but you could tell it was just like, uh, you know, like it was they did a great job, but it wasn't great for them. Yeah. And, you know. So, I, I mean, I so can I see bad. why you said I'm like, it, yeah. Oh, I'm like, oh, who does? Like, that's not me. I'm not the one that just does that. I you think know, he got what he people. meant, though. You know, you were just being nice. You were yeah, respectful. He I was don't on give the a shit. That's not how you do it when you're me. What, what is what is the right thing to say in that situation? You just say goodnight, man. All right. You don't have to go, hey, that stuff you did earlier, I know you hated it, but uh, I'm going to tell you it was great. You know? 
But you never know. Uh, it was, and it, we, it was it was a really good segment. It just it you know those guys need a good. Uh, they, someone needs to throw those guys a, a big, nice, fat bone for that. Well, they need to be rewarded for that. You telling him that might have changed his whole view. Maybe he was super bummed going up to his room. Like, no, man. it didn't. It just made him go, "What the f is that's Pac saying? <laughs> he must what? <laughs> what was he watching?" Thinking about it right now, though, it's kind of cool. Like, Hillbilly Jim went in the Hall of Fame this year, and he was the mystery partner taken out of the crowd to tag with Hogan. And then Braun pulls Nicholas out of the crowd to tag with him. I don't think anybody else besides you thought about that, well, Jimbo. Yeah. <laughs> Just like no one else thought Chris Hero would be the mystery partner. That's right. Yeah. Some fan at WrestleCon came up. He's like, You're the one that said that on the show? Oh, man. What are you thinking? Well, um, Chris Hero enjoyed you telling yeah. him that. Yeah, he was super nice yeah. about it. And especially when we saw him backstage, I'm like, oh, there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> you were still holding Did, on to the belief. Didn't happen. Yeah, didn't happen at all. Well, I liked Nicholas. I thought it was a fun segment. I thought it was it was funny. You know, you're he's walking out there, you're wondering, well, who's he going to pick out? Then he picks out a kid, and you're like, okay, well, how's that going to work? And everybody wanted him to get in the ring and, you know, do do something, you know. So I was a little bummed. I was like, oh, I would have liked to see one tiny little little thing. But obviously, they for reasons. Done, you know, they should have done it. They should have picked him up and slammed him and dropped a big elbow on him <laughs> no. like King Kong Bundy did Lord Littlebrook. Bro kick. <laughs> Bro, bro kick, uh, 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 European uppercut, Cesaro spin, all the stuff. Is this, this, the messed up part about that is the whole place probably would have went nuts. No, they yeah. uh, they wouldn't have. No, they would. I, I love when he got tagged in and Cesaro just snarled at him in the in the most biggest like Hollywood yeah. bully sort of. That was way. great. That was hilarious. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, what'd you think of when when uh, when when Hunter pulled Ronda down off the apron and you know, or when she took that. Big face bump and he oh, snatched yeah. out of the ring and she bumped onto the ground. Everybody that was, was like, like that was like right on the edge, right there. About like okay, that's what we can do. Like as far as him doing something to her physically, even. yeah. Because you got to be real careful with that. Yeah, you know. And even back when I did okay, I did a mixed tag with when when uh, um, who was it? It was. You and Tori, maybe? No, it was Kane and I versus Hunter and China, or or no, no, it was it was Hunter and I versus Kane and China after she turned heel, and so we had to figure out a way to do stuff in there with her without me hitting her, you know. And it was, and if you go back and watch it, like I did, we figured out good ways to do it, but uh, yeah, so. That's how you have to you have to be careful. I mean, there's you can't like haul off and close fisted, you know. Well, the crowd reacted very nicely. No, it was, to it. Uh, it were, was good. Like it was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. like he went there. You yeah, know, yeah. that's what they want to see because I guess some sure. people thought it was just going to be like just Rhonda and Steph, Triple H and Kurt. You know, yeah. we you know we I guess we wanted to see something a little bit more like you know sizzly. Yeah. And I loved work. all of the, the, the tag team stuff, the, all of the tag team strategy that Stephanie was using to keep Ronda out of the match. And it kept Ronda getting into the match that much more anticipatory. And for the explosion of the tag when Kurt finally made it, just even just blew the roof off the joint. Yeah, there was some there was some like uh, some pro wrestling 101 style, like draw the referee spots that that were perfect for that, because when. 
you know, uh, when the people care that much about everyone and and the storyline in the, in the match, um, you can do those things. And as long as you do them right and in the right time, they work perfectly. It's just that, like, um, like some of that stuff, if they if it was done in a, in a other matches, like might not have worked. Yeah, like if in the NXT three way tag match they were trying to do things like that, people probably wouldn't have cared. Right. Because yeah. everyone wants to see Ronda get in that yes. ring, so when the ref's stopping her, no, you got to make the tag. They're yeah. like, no, she she did make the tag. That's right. It uh, was it was brilliant stuff too. Like in the beginning, when when Steph would run around and grab her hair and give make you know make her take a back bump by the back of her hair and then run out of the ring, and so you know by the time Ronda did get that tag, um, oh my god, the place went ape shit. Yeah, it was what a. Look, we were out there for that, and what that was one of the loudest uh, reactions I've heard. Like, you know, um, maybe honestly, indoors and in the dome stadium like that, I, since Austin versus Rock from Houston Astrodome's the last wow. time I remember it being that loud. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So. I also think that Stephanie was great in that match. She was. It's, she is. Great. She just has that like personality yeah. that nobody else can make you want to like hate her so much, yeah. you know. So she she was great in that match too. I, I loved her in it. Yeah, we were when I was talking to her up in um, up in the grill after that, and she was asking me how how Lula drank. She goes, I think Lula's thirsty. <laughs> Anyways, she's going, oh, Rhonda, Rhonda beat the shit out of me out there. I can barely close my mouth right now. <laughs> I said, it's probably a receipt, Steph. Have you ever been slapped by yourself? <laughs> oh, my God. But even on the Raw, on the night, on Raw after, she, she the, the crowd, I think, she, like, besides, besides when Rhonda came out and then when Elias was out there, one of the moments where the crowd was the loudest was when Stephanie was out there and they were telling her some stuff that I won't repeat on here. But, yeah, it, that was pretty hot, too. So she yeah. was just like, she was on a row. And, the, and so I guess we can go uh, talk about the about Raw. Raw was good. Yeah, there I was... like the opening segment with her and, and Rhonda. It was nice, and the people liked it. Yeah. How she totally makes it look like she snaps and snapping her arm in half. The way she bends yeah. it and sells it. And the facials. So, yeah. The facial expressions are, are, are tremendous. She's so, she's really good at this. Way better than I think anyone thought she would be. Some of that stuff. And I know she, okay, here's the thing. She was in there with the best. You know, I mean, you don't get much better than that. Even, okay, Steph doesn't wrestle that much, but she has a lot of experience in being in big money situations like that. And uh, and so, like, okay, it might not go as well if Ronda was in, you know, with people with less experience, but it doesn't matter. Like, she held her own every, like, every, you know, every bit of the way. So, uh, but anyways, I... I was backstage at Raw, so I didn't see all of it, but I saw I saw quite a bit. I saw Am- Amber Moon get uh, just dominate in that tag match, man. Like, I mean, they made sure to send a message that yeah, we're going with this one. Yeah. You know, I mean, she just she just ran through those girls and 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 beat beat Alexa like pretty, you know, almost like she was beating a jo- like a, an enhancement talent. Kinda, truthfully. 
Yeah. I think the only thing they missed on that was having uh, Naya announce who it was and not just hitting her music and having her come out. But by Naya being like, and my partner is Amber Moon. That like I thought she was gonna pause actually. Yeah, and like it should have definitely been and my partner and boom, her music yeah. hits and she comes out. Well, there were a lot of good surprises on Raw. Bobby Lashley, yeah. which after that, the whole comment that Kurt made about uh, TNA. TNA. Oh, my God. I was there, and I was like, wait, did I hear that right? Was I hearing things wrong? And then I go on Twitter, and it's funny because then Impact sends a message, and they're like, we are Impact because, you know, they're not TNA anymore. Yeah. So that was just hilarious, and it was fun. I like how they played that off. But uh, Bobby Lashley, Authors of Pain. I was confused with the authors of pain when they went back up the ramp and they left Paul Ellering down there. Does yeah, that I mean didn't like, like that. he's not going to be with them anymore? Okay, they did. They did like a backstage. Yeah, they did. They did a video post-match. clip where they broke up. Your yeah. your chapter in the book of pain is over. Yeah. So um, Paul just doesn't want to travel. Oh, he doesn't want to okay. travel on the road full time. He's had enough of that. that he makes, was doing that just because because it was, Florida's right there. Yeah. And, okay. Well, I mean, even though like he doesn't live in Florida, but I mean, it was just like okay, once once every couple of weeks or however that works. Yeah, he traveled, but he also traveled on the live circuit with them um, when they were here in California. He he was with them, which I, surprised me a bit, but um, I don't blame him at all. Yeah, he's 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 put in his tour time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Jeff Hardy also showed up. That was a lot of fun. Brother that was Nero. Nice yeah. to see Jeff. Yeah. Hopefully, all the uh, all the issues. Uh, work out okay for him. And Paige you know. came out and gave this amazing oh, yeah. retirement speech to then show up the next night on SmackDown and become the new GM, which was awesome. I didn't see that coming, Neither honestly. I. I thought, like, oh, this is her retirement speech. This is it. We're probably going to see her every now and then. She's probably going to go do some, I don't know, other projects. And then when I saw that they announced her as the new GM, I was like, okay, that is cool because I did not see that coming. And I think that this is a, a nice refresher to see Paige, someone like Paige as a GM. Yeah, because she's good. She's good at talking. She's good at that. And she has a great personality, like, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, they're making a movie about her life. And she, let's keep her around a while. And, yeah, they, and utilize her properly. They showed and, the trailer during WrestleMania. Yeah. It was awesome. The Rock cuts this amazing promo on her. It was so good. Uh, I hope to see a funnier side of her as the GM. Maybe not so much how Mick Foley was, but definitely a more playful side in her, like, messing with wrestlers and kind of, like, getting under their skin. But I, I definitely think this is a great move for her. Agree. What did you guys think of the crowd, though? Because I felt like from other Raw Aftermanias that I've been at, I felt like the crowd was a little bit more tired for this one. I felt no. a little bit more exhausted. I don't know why, but I think that uh, there was a lot of good moments where the crowd was really like there, but then there was others where it was kind of like, okay, I'm, I, I like we're exhausted. I think. Well, if, if you c- the last time that Raw was at uh, was in New York. Raw 25? Yeah. Was it? No, not Raw 20. I meant Mania. WrestleMania 29? Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. WrestleMania 29. Yeah. Okay. Then the the, uh, the Raw the next evening, I think it was where Dolph Ziggler won the title from, I think, Alberto Del Rio. Mm-hmm. Was it? Anyways, that crowd was insane. Like, I haven't seen a crowd after, like, after Mania like that. Yeah. That was also the, the crowd where Fandango Wing was born. Same yeah. crowd. Yeah. Yeah, so okay, it was it was it wasn't a crowd like that, but it was pretty hot. It was hot, you know. I mean, it was a long weekend. 
It was a long week, I mean. Yeah. You know? So, a lot of wrestling. Yeah. And then, yeah, a lot of wrestling in that. You know, they already had NXT there. You know, then who, who knows how many of those people went to other stuff, you know, this weekend. There were shows that went to like 3, 4 yeah. in the morning starting on Thursday. So people were exhausted. Every show that I did that started like around like eight or nine didn't end till past one o'clock. Plus, then getting your lift, it just took forever. So people were tired. Yeah. And then people still went to go party on Bourbon Street. So there's that too, you know? But um, also, the main event for Raw I thought was pretty fun with the Miz Taraj and, and Jeff and everybody. And Finn, I thought it was really fun. And even afterwards, when Seth Rollins got the crowd, they did, they played on the whole beach ball thing. I know yeah. this wasn't seen on TV, but they, they were like, oh, you know, we see you guys always playing with the beach balls. We never get to have any of that fun. So Seth's like, you know, throw a beach ball. Come on, bring them out. And all of a sudden, all these beach balls, like, come out out of hiding or whatever. So that was fun to see. Everybody's just playing around with the beach balls. I thought it was a fun way. I went home after that. So it was a fun way to wrap WrestleMania weekend for a lot of people that left after Raw. I was back at the hotel. They, we had to switch hotels that day. So um, they the uh, the Hyatt couldn't couldn't accommodate WWE uh, after you know, after Sunday night. So Monday we had to switch to a hotel by the airport. Uh, so I left early with Scott. Um, and when we got to the hotel, went down to the restaurant, the, it was still playing on the TV. And so I saw that match. I'm really like, I'm impressed with the Miz Tourage. I'm impressed with, with, uh, with Kurt, with Curtis Axel and, uh, and Bo Dallas. Like they really, they showed me a lot in that match. Like those guys know they're they're, um, they're really good in there. Like they, I, I think they're baby faces, aren't they? Aren't well, they kind of pseudo baby faces? Ever in since way? like the whole like dad thing with yeah. the Miz, like the crowd was loving it on Raw. They were like the whole dad thing was yeah. really going over with that. Like, he has kids, you yeah. know, sort of thing. So <laughs> I, I have a feeling that they might be going to SmackDown when the Superstar Shakeup happens. I think they were the ones that. Uh, along with them and uh, maybe Alexa Bliss yeah. from from the show, maybe those are the ones you could assume that might be going to SmackDown like and whatnot. Splitting them up and sending uh, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Well, I don't know about splitting them together. I don't know, but either way, maybe going to SmackDown and whatnot. But um, it was a fun show overall. I, I thought think, it was yeah. good. I like SmackDown because the cash in. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't have done the cash in, but the cash in was really cool. Uh, Peyton Royce um, Billy and Kay. Billy Kay. They were awesome. They, they went from being the iconic duo to the iconics, ah. just as a as a point of order. Hmm. I don't. I didn't watch SmackDown. I don't have the first clue as to what happened. So I think we're done. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they just set up a couple of title matches for Backlash. That yeah. was really it. Yeah. And Paige had uh, AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan, which is like a dream match every fan has been waiting yeah. to see as the main event. And Nakamura came and did the low blow and screwed it up. Nakamura is a heel, though, cutting promos, answers one question, and then gets asked something he doesn't like and says, sorry, no speak of English. I, I like that. that. <laughs> it's great. That. Yeah. So good. Oh, that's awesome. great. So on April 14th, Sean will be in Springfield, Mass. for Bulldog Enterprises Cards, Comics, and Collectibles. Uh, it's like an in-store signing from 4 to 6. On April 21st, he'll be at MCW, Maryland Championship Wrestling, in Joppa, Maryland. Uh, April 28th, Seattle, Washington, for Defy Wrestling. 
And May 2nd, he'll be at the Cauliflower Alley Club inducting Sean Michael. All right. Here's, I'll, be in, uh, I'll be in Las Vegas at the Cauliflower Alley Club on May 2nd to uh, help induct my dear friend Sean Michaels. Actually, we're helping give him the, uh, the Art Abrams Luthes Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. So I was just asked uh, about that this past weekend and I was like I'll be there even though it's on the same day we shoot the show we're going to change we're going to change schedules that week. Yeah, we'll be ready that week. Yeah. So, I'm I'm really really happy for Sean. It's it's important to him and uh um it's a it's a big deal like in you know amongst the fraternity of wrestlers to get an award like that. You know, uh so I definitely want to be here be there for him for that. I'm honored to be there. Yeah, so, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm honored to be asked. So, all right. Well, um, well, those. Are, yeah, go ahead. Well, those are your dates. If you want to follow Sean on Twitter, he's at the Real Xbox on Twitter. On Instagram, Xbox One Two Three Sixty. Facebook, Xbox One Two Three Sixty Show. Sign up for the newsletter. Shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman. And if we gave you a sticker this weekend, post a picture of it because I want to see where you stuck it. Yeah. Awesome. All right, everyone. Did you already say what you oh, need yeah. to say? You guys can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denny Salcedo. And if you guys want to see any of the reviews from um, wrestling events that happened throughout the entire weekend for WrestleMania, please check out my website, instinctculture.com. Yeah. So uh, thank you for tuning in this week. And we'll see you right here next week on After Buzz TV, the Jericho Network, and Westwood One. Yeah. Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark Donica, Jimbo Frank, and TK Trinidad, and the entire X-Pac 12360 staff. We would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow X-Pac on Twitter at The Real X-Pac and email us at xpoc1236show at gmail.com.